right, welcome back. This is Mark Tapp with AM HodgePodge. And as promised, we've got a really interesting, great guest uh, for this second segment. And we're going to talk about uh, kind of his history, uh, a little bit of background on him, and what he's doing in his life now. And uh, we're going to help him promo a show that's coming to the New River Valley, the Pulaski Theater on Friday, May 19th. Uh, so I'd like to welcome Kurt Crandall to the show. Kurt, welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, um, you know, studio magic, we've got you on the phone and you're calling into, this, into the studio. Uh, usually I'd be okay with that, but um, I, I, was, I would have loved to have had you in the studio playing the harmonica. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been wonderful. Yeah, and, uh, I guess I'll just have to go to the better, show. If I could have had a, guitar, a guitarist or piano player with me. We could have done a couple songs. Yeah, yeah, and we have a. It's a kind of a tight studio. Uh, it probably wasn't built for having musicians in it, but uh, we have had a few musicians in here and have made some pretty good music. But uh, I, I think the the recordings that we'll play while you're you're talking to us uh, will give people a pretty good idea of of what you're doing. Um, so the new river blues society is, um, bringing you into town and that's, uh, Friday, May 19th. You're just here for one night. Is that right? Just one night. And then we head to South of Asheville, okay. um, in North Carolina. And then we're doing it. We're working with another blue society, actually the smoky, uh, smoky mountain blue society out of Knoxville. And mm-hmm. we're playing for them on Sunday. Okay, wow. So you get a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. So, so Kurt, um, I, we were talking off air, and I kind of made the comment that, that you uh, are, have been pretty prolific in your writing and uh, or in your music. And you, you said, well, not really. I've kind of put one album out every five years. So when I, when I look at your pictures, you, you don't look like an old guy. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a combination of staying out of the sun and the bald head. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, t- yeah. now you've, uh, you know, there's 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 people that that like to play music and kind of have the dream of being a musician. Um, and you actually said off the air, you know, if you if I had said you were going to have four albums in your life, you you'd have thought I was crazy. Um, you have clearly taken this very seriously. Um, you've studied with some great uh, musicians, great names in the business. Um, it, it appears that you've kind of focused on the, the bluesy side of things. Is that is that an accurate description? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I've definitely spent some time, uh, you know, living in places that were not blues hotbeds, so to speak, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and that may describe where I'm living currently. But I did live in Kansas City and Chicago. Uh, both with your with a very rich uh, history in jazz and blues, so I was very fortunate to have lived there. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to say that I've dedicated a fair amount of my life to music, uh, especially for someone where it's not you know my main uh, profession or vocation. Yeah, I was so, going yes. to I was going to ask you about that. So I mean, you've got a pretty extensive uh, travel calendar. What what do you do? Uh, other than me. <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Uh, 
So uh, I've, I've sort of developed, uh, you know, I, I've lived, par- you know, these dual lives for many years where um, by day I'm a, I'm a clinical psychologist and a professor at uh, VCU in Virginia Commonwealth <laughs> University. Yeah. And, and then I've always managed somehow, even through all my years of training and employment, I've managed to balance these two lives um, of playing music. Uh, and maintain a pretty busy schedule, and I guess you made mention to that. Um, I don't do, now that I've sort of settled down, I'm married and I have two um, wonderful daughters who are 9 and 12, so I, I don't do m- as much touring anymore, but I still do mini tours where I'll, like the ones coming up, mm-hmm. where I'm actually going to be in Pulaski, where I'll go out for three days, or I have a tour in June and July where I'm going to the Midwest for a couple weeks, um, so I do that occasionally, but mostly I'm playing weekly, regionally, or locally. So you mentioned you're in clinical psychology, um, and and I'm going to – I'll make some statements that uh, may have foundation, maybe not in reality. Uh, but I've always felt like um, blues musicians needed – to have had some hard knocks in life or some some sort of tragedy, uh, something that they draw on for that deep soulfulness. Have you had any of that, or do you draw some of that from your experiences as a psychologist? Well, tragedy is a strong word. For me personally, uh, I don't know that I can claim ownership to tragedy, Mm -hmm. but I think like most people, probably my age, there's some trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of influencing and informing my music and my songwriting, you know, I used to watch uh, Rick Astron from Little Charlie and the Nightcats a lot when he would come through Kansas City when I was just sort of beginning my journey in blues music and harmonica, blues harmonica. And his, his advice was always sort of write what you know and, yeah. write, and write, what, write about what you've lived. So if, if you listen to my lyrics, I mean, you know, in, in some ways they, they mirror his in that there's a lot of sort of humorous, tongue-in-cheek lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my songs are about life experience, so I think there's that. And then I think it's fair to say that, you know, probably all of us have experienced you know, challenges throughout our lives. So there's probably that element finds its way into my playing. Yeah. But taking a step back, I think, you know, <laughs> being a therapist, I always tell people that, you know, playing music and uh, expressing myself through music is my therapy. And there, I think there is a lot of truth to that, that it's a great, a great escape in some ways. Yeah. And I can kind of sense that in your harmonica um, playing. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to make kind of a, what I think is a bold statement, at least to me anyways. So probably my favorite guitar player is Stevie Ray Vaughan. And mm-hmm. I've always felt like he had a connection to the guitar that virtually no one else has, that just he could actually sing through the guitar. And I think that you have the same connection to the harmonica. I was I was struck uh, when I was listening to you play the harmonica, um, it, it, there are times when I wonder if there are two or three different instruments playing, and it's just a <laughs> harmonica. 
you're you're well, I, really quite amazing. Well, I, I really appreciate that. Um, I, I think that you know I don't want to become overly technical because it will will lose and bore most of the audience in terms of the uh, technicalities of playing the instrument. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a, it's a deceptively uh, difficult instrument. When I first mm-hmm. started playing, you, know, you look at a. a, a a harmonica it's got 10 holes how hard could it be <laughs> but as you as you dig deep into the instrument um it's quite complex and there are certain techniques i do a lot of things um i think that might this it's a long-winded answer but it might help explain what you're hearing mm-hmm. i do uh, a lot of octaves in my playing where i'm playing the same note on both sides of my mouth if that makes mm-hmm. sense yep. so it's like playing uh, you know, an octave, as a piano player will play an octave where they spread their, their pinky and their thumb and they'll play the same note mm-hmm. an octave away. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the same thing by laying my tongue on the harmonica. And it gives it a very full and rich sound. And yeah. I do that both on the little diatonic, the 10-hole instrument that most people are familiar with. And then I also play a lot of the 12th and 16-hole chromatic, which is maybe foreign to most people, it's the larger harmonica that actually has a button attached to the edge of it. Okay. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, I, again, not at the I, risk of becoming overly technical. Well, I was, um, was going to ask you about, uh, so, so in the uh, promotion that they've they're put out for your show on Friday the 19th, um, it says... Uh, Kurt shines like a diamond. Experts consider him to be one of the most stylish chromatic players in the world today. And so that that chromatic, I, I wasn't familiar with that. And that I'm, then that refers to the instrument that you're playing. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I started out on the diatonic, the little, you know, the 10-hole harmonica that most people are familiar with, the one that you can throw in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, it, it, when I first started my sort of blues and harmonica journey in 1991, I, I went to the Chicago Blues Festival and I saw this great West Coast harmonica player who eventually would become one of my greatest influences uh, for modern players, that is. His, his name was William Clark. And I saw him at the Chicago Blues Festival play a set. Mm-hmm. And then I caught him that night on the north side of Chicago and he played chromatic harmonica. It was the first time I'd ever heard it. Wow. And, um, I, you know, and I, I was able to talk to him during set breaks. And then it, it exposed me to it. But it, it's been a lifelong journey because, as I tell people, it's like learning a whole new instrument. So you can be very proficient on the diatonic harmonica, the, the mainstay of most harmonica players, the 10-hole harmonica. And then if you jump over to this chromatic, the layout of the notes is different. So that's the first difference. It has these plastic valves, mm-hmm. so that's the other difference. And then it has a button that changes. When you press the button, it blocks out the top of the harmonica, and it gives you access to a lower set of reeds that are non-existent when, mm-hmm. when the button is not depressed. Sort of like uh, so, the pedals on a piano, then. Exactly. So what it, what it gives you, in, in essence, are the black notes on a piano. Okay. So now all of the notes are there. Uh, so that's, in, that's exciting and interesting because, uh, you can, you know, in theory, right, play anything, yeah. anything that's melodic. Now that's in theory. Now, can your mouth and tongue and, and can you <laughs> jump around and maneuver to hit all those notes accurately and quickly? Maybe not, but it opened up a possibility to play jazzier things for me. 
and more melodic things. So yeah. uh, about half my live show and about half of my albums are played on the chromatic harmonica. Yeah, um, and, and I, I was going to kind of, I wanted everybody to kind of know this about you um, in listening to your music. When I think of blues, I think kind of soul and uh, sort of that, again, deep sort of tragic kind of music. Um, you've got a lot of fun stuff, too. Yeah, right. So some of the some of it is sort of lo- what you're talking about is sort of gut bucket low down mm-hmm, blues, which mm-hmm. of course is what we associate with a lot of Chicago blues and maybe Delta blues. And then I do gravitate uh, towards some of the uh, swing and jump blues. Yeah, um, I was going to say there's a. <laughs> I hope I don't offend you. I don't know what you think of the group, but almost a straight ca- uh, stray cats kind of feel to some of the oh. music. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love that, you know, I lived through that, the, the whole revival, right, of the jump, blues, and uh-huh, swing. Uh-huh. And uh, they were awesome. You know, uh, the Mighty Blue Kings, uh, groups like that, and um, Big Bad Voodoo, Voodoo, uh, Voodoo Bat uh, Daddy, uh-huh, uh-huh. They, they were great. So I love that kind of sound. And playing the chromatic harmonica makes some of that stuff possible where I can actually play horn lines, and it sounds convincing oh. and not hokey. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the other thing I would say uh, for our listeners who are considering going to the show, um, there's several videos of you at other shows and the sort of the the way you're playing, uh, the engagement that you uh, drive from the audience and the fun that they're having. There, a lot of them are out dancing and just having a great time. Uh, so so it's almost like uh, like a party. Well, hopefully. I mean, that's what we all dream of, right? I, I mean, I was joking with someone the other day about, you know, having be, being a musician. I mean, the COVID era will, will always, we'll all have our own experiences and our own memories of the COVID era. But if we want to talk specific to music, you know, with, with the pandemic, one of the things, and I joke about this, is save music in my mind for the pandemic were um, vineyards and breweries because oh, of their yeah. ability to hold music events outdoors. Yeah. And um, and so I played a lot of those gigs. And prior to the pandemic, I had not played a lot of vineyards and microbreweries. You know, I played a lot of, you know, maybe festivals and bars and theaters and those types of things. And the upside is, is that I've continued to play those places and I love it and I'm appreciative for every gig, but it's not always uh, the most attentive audience, maybe. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Because... They might be there to drink, right? Uh-huh. Drink spirits first, and then music <laughs> is an afterthought. So when I do get gigs where I'm able to play, and that's one of the reasons I continue to tour is to play what I call true music venues, right? Yeah. is, is hand-picking playing places where people go and they want to hear music and they expect to hear music. And so uh, to play for those audience, I, like I just played a blues happy hour here for the local blues society speaking of blues societies, and it was wonderful because people were dancing from the very first note to the last note. That's and great. as a musician, I mean, those are the kind of gigs we live for. Yeah. They're wonderful. Yeah, so, um, again, we are talking to Kurt Crandall, and uh, Kurt will, will uh, touch real quick on another aspect of what's going to happen on Friday, May 19th at the Pulaski Theater. Um it's not just you. It's Kurt Crandall and the Stella V's. Uh, 
Yeah, that's an interesting thing that came out of, uh, again, I was talking to somebody else the other day. We we're talking about the Internet and, and its impact and influence on music. For me, one of the real positive things about the Internet has been the ability to connect and reconnect with other musicians globally, really. And um, years ago, I discovered that there was this band playing a very, you know, they had a very similar interest um, in music and blues that I had. Which, uh, which was sort of Chicago blues, as well as some of that West Coast swing and jump blues. Mm -hmm. And they were called the Stella V's, and they were out of Louisville, Kentucky. So it, it, I just reached out, and I uh, started to um, chat and develop a dialogue with their guitarist, Jason Lockwood. It's a great guitarist. And we talked about doing a tour together sometime, but it really was just, you know, chatter. And finally, I said, look, we got to make this happen. I'm just going to book a week-long tour in the Midwest. Would you guys learn some of my material, and could, would you tour with me? Yeah. And he said, absolutely. So that was like five years ago or six years ago, and now we've done five or six tours together. And um, we've developed a great you know, musical connection, but also a great friendship. It's, yeah. it's really a, an amazing thing. That's awesome. So last question. Uh <laughs> Oh, and I, I could go on and on and on all day. It's a fascinating instrument uh, and a fascinating uh, music genre. Uh, I am curious as the as a harmonica player. Um, and, and by the way, what do you call yourself as a? Are you a harmonist or is there like a bassist and a guitarist or? How do you refer to the I, harmonica player? I've heard people say harmonicist. I don't know. It sounds awkward to me, so I just say harmonica player. <laughs> right. And um, I, I actually sometimes am not always <laughs> willing to volunteer that or at least volunteer it quickly because it's a much maligned instrument because it seems like, you know, everyone carries one in their pocket yep. and then you always have that drunk guy in the crowd that's pulling it out <laughs> and playing in the wrong key. So there, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. And um, when I tell people, especially early on in my music career that I played harmonica, it was funny because there was always this sort of uh, immediate reaction by other people. They would say, well, what else do you play? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Implying that you couldn't be just a harmonica player. Yeah. Well, and I and so that's kind of leading me into the next question. Um, I always kind of looked at the harmonica as a as a filler, uh, absolutely right. And and but but in your music, it's it seems to me like it's the lead instrument. So um, when you play with a band, are they playing off of your lead, or are are you playing off their lead? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I guess the short answer is it depends on the song, maybe, right? Because some songs are more harmonica-centric than others. And to be honest, I, I also, you, you know, and this is true on my album, there are some, some songs that don't have harmonica because I'm definitely not the type of player that believes harmonica should be in every song. It definitely mm -hmm. shouldn't. Mm -hmm. There are some good songs that are guitar-centric and a harmonica would not be appropriate. Mm -hmm. So hopefully... You know, and some songs I just play the head of the song, right? The intro and the outro, and there's no real solo because it doesn't really need it. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think that it's, the, a lot of the music is harmonica-based because it's my band. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually one of the reasons, there are a couple of reasons I formed my own band. I mean, I was a sideman for over, you know, 12 years where I didn't sing and... um 
I just, I, you know, show up to the gig, plug, plug in my harmonic amp, mm-hmm. my microphone, and just play in the shadows. And I was pretty happy doing that. But I discovered quickly that doing that, though, I'd never get to pick the songs I wanted to play, and no one would definitely want to play or learn my originals. <laughs> so that was sort of the impetus the, to, for me to become a, a, a singer and a front man. Yeah. So I guess uh, the songs are, right? I mean, <laughs> as I tell people that come to the gig, I mean, uh, you know, they'll say, especially if it's a harmonica, they'll say, oh, I play harmonica, and I say, well, you're in luck, because this is a harmonica bass band because we do a lot a lot of harmonica based songs so i i get but i like to think that we're an ensemble so it's not dominated by harmonica okay yeah everybody's everybody's kind of playing off each other yeah yeah i hope <laughs> yeah well kurt uh crandall uh again you are playing at the pulaski theater friday may 19th the doors open at six and the show is from 7 to 9. Tickets are $10. And um, the, uh, the information for that show is available online at uh, Pulaski, uh, on Facebook at Pulaski Theater. And the location is 14 West Main Street in Pulaski. Um, Kurt, it's been great having you on the show. I'm, I'm going to ask you just to kind of hold on the line while I play some of your music going out and uh, wish you luck on Friday and uh, and maybe I'll see you there. Yeah, I, I look forward to meeting in person and thanks again for helping to promote the show. Uh, I, it's been great working uh, with, the, with the Blue Society, the New River Blue Society. Um, they're, they're really good about supporting and promoting uh, touring acts and um, yeah, it'll be great. It looks to be a great venue, and uh, I look forward to seeing people and uh, sharing my music. Yeah, well, it's going to be. It has been great having you on the show, and it's going to be a great show. Uh, just hang in there, and I'll be right with you. Everybody else, stick with us. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. <laughs> 